0: Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: 820 here on this Thursday. Great to have you. We've got Counterpoint up now. Thank you to our friends, which will uh, bring the first half to you. Pizzaville, 416 736. 3636 or pizzaville.ca they will take care of you got a busy one tonight and in being smart is liana kersner youtuber also well-known video game and tech advocate good to have you thank you and we also have anthony fury sun post media columnist as well as national comment editor hello there sir Hello. Hello. Appreciate it. Insulin is a big headline and it's going to be a bigger headline, I think, as this goes, namely because Americans uh, who can't afford it to buy in their own country and a government that refuses to fight big pharma has decided, yeah, we'll go to Canada. We'll just take their stuff. And health experts and I've ca- talked to a couple of they've been really proactive sounding the alarm bell saying we've got to have a plan or there could be real problems, either supply being wiped out or prices going up. And documents on Earth reveal the Liberal government does not does not support any action that could impact drugs. And uh, Trudeau was asked about this uh, on the road in Nunavut today. And his answer does not really reflect what the experts are saying. Take a listen.
0: Health Canada uh, has always, as a matter of course ensured uh that regardless of external or international pressures there is a steady and solid supply of medications that canadians need for canadians
1: Leanne, I'll, st- I'll start with you on this um everyone knows someone with diabetes in my family it's a nephew uh, and i watch him check his blood and this is one of those stories that is very political because there's two elections on both sides of the border And it's also very emotional because when you start scaring people and hearing these headlines, it doesn't take long uh, for people to start to panic. And the reality is we have to have a plan. And the experts have all said we absolutely have to protect our medicine. And it doesn't sound like the government's quite ready.
2: Well, this is a very Canadian thing, right? I mean, you've had people over, sure, come on in. And you're scrambling to get everything done. It's it's a very Canadian response, but it's... um this is one of these issues of being America's hat, so to speak. I mean, America has a completely um, hypocritical policy of, oh, we'll shut our borders, but oh, we're going to solve our problems by busloads of people going into Canada. Now, the statistic that the internal documents were talking about is like if 10 percent of Americans bought insulin, we'd be out. Well... That's unlikely to happen right away, just because the only people that can take advantage of this plan directly by crossing the border and purchasing within Canada are people who live within a couple hours of the border. It doesn't take long border. for the caravans it, to start It doesn't up. take long, but um, the more like it's not going to exhaust overnight. We can make more drugs. Is there a critical mass where it starts to become a problem? Yes, I think that trudeau has to be consistent on this or otherwise he's going to get called bs on well you know you, rec- you you um you welcome refugees for every other reason but essentially the medical refugees coming up from You know the U.S. bringing money into Canada. There is an upside as long as the manufacturers of these generics can keep up. Well, that's the problem. The billion, but the problem is, Anthony, we don't want to
1: find out if they can't keep up. I mean, you know, this is the one time Donald Trump is not bi-American. Like honestly, this is so against his brand.
0: Alex, so I'm I'm the guy who's got to stand up for Trudeau tonight. Is this for real? Is this really happening? No, there does not need to be a government action plan to deal with supply and demand of, of, quite frankly, any other product, unless it's one that the government has already decided it's it's going to have a monopoly of. And I think what Leanna said, well, if the companies can keep up, yeah, they can keep up because they have dealt with changes in. In, in surges and but increases. That's not what pharmacists are saying.
1: I mean, I've heard a number of experts say look, we it's not going to run out, as Leanna said, overnight. But if millions or th- hundreds of thousands of Americans start loading up, it won't take long for it to become a problem, a bigger problem.
0: That, then the production requirements change. I think the short term is a bigger concern right. if people do the things that, right. like the parents did, a much larger sort of uh, uh, drawing attention protest issue. And then you go, uh oh, we're out for. 72 hours or what have you don't know how the supply chain works with these particular products with insulin and then there could be people who are actually out for one small window imminently but i i think the long term is not an issue because if for some reason many many people start coming across regularly well mm-hmm. then you just you're just changing your production schedule
1: yeah well we'll see uh what happens but it's one of these uh, slow drip stories that will probably um could become an election issue but we'll we'll wait and see so we'll see how many more times bernie comes across the border um, Ontario's Minister of Indigenous Affairs uh, is being criticized for wearing a bulletproof vest in his own riding and for saying that residents want our city back from transient folks who don't obey. The law, this is Minister Greg Rickford we're talking about. He represents Kenora Rainy River, and he made the comments in an interview uh, with one of the local papers. This is the second time, as you know, Anthony, that a Ford MPP has been photographed wearing a Kevlar vest. Frankly, I don't care because I know uh, from doing ride-alongs, albeit before my time, they didn't care about that. But they do ask you to wear them for liability issues, and so the guy got a picture taken. And it could have been anyone's camera, but it got that. You offended?
0: no there's nothing wrong with anything rickford has said or done with the case of wearing the bulletproof vest it's true as you know people in the media do ride-alongs as well and they say hey put on this vest because they don't want to be responsible for a politician or a newspaper called this uh getting in an accident and they say the chief river says why weren't they wearing the vest they go i don't know you know i forgot to bring it up and so forth so if you really want to oppose it and say i'm not going to wear the vest that's fine but they have to offer it to you and most people even you know prominent individuals aren't in the habit of uh, not doing things that police officers tell them to do. So that's probably just natural. Hey, put on the vest. Okay, fine. He put on the vest. As for the comments, I, I'm, I'm frustrated with the idea that everything all the time has to be social work. Is it true that these transient individuals and so forth have other different socioeconomic concerns, et cetera, et cetera? Yes. But at the same time, is someone allowed to say, we also just have a law and order and crime problem in our community and I'm putting my foot down. We expect better, better from people and we're going to clamp down on it. There's no problem with sending that message.
1: Well, you you would think. But, you know, people say they want truth, Liana. And then when you give the truth, they're they're outraged. I mean, they're always outraged. But this is their outrage today.
2: Yeah, this is one of these things that bugs me as somebody who believes in facts, but also causes because the photo is a, is a nothing burger, right? They're using the photo to highlight the comments. And the problem with doing this indirectly is now we get into dog whistles of dog whistles mm. of depending on where you come from, depending on your frame on the world, you hear a different thing to, based on a comment like this. And this is the tricky part of politics today. I heard it and went, he's you know, kicking an, an indigenous people through the back door. That's what I heard. And that's a valid perspective. The But that's the thing, right? This is the problem with right. our era of dog whistles. Well, Everybody hears hautes. something. As someone who's hired street youth, as somebody who's done programs to get people off the street, the the... Indigenous communities and the homeless population are both easy things for politicians to kick at because, let's face it, homeless people very rarely vote. And that's the cynical angle of this. There's a huge overlap between Indigenous populations and the homeless. The homeless populations are unlikely to vote, so it's a safe person to kick, and no human being in our society should not count. And that's well, my concern with this sort of thing. i, right, I but if that not
0: at all, though, think... Uh, Alex, yeah. I don't think at all saying... We have a law and or- law and order problem and we don't want it to continue. Let's deal with it. That is If he like said
1: in the na- he didn't even say down. native. That's the thing. I'm like, okay, but everyone's assuming it's just one particular group of people. But
2: that's why I'm saying it's a dog whistle but of a that's dog assuming. whistle. You know yeah. what they say but yeah. You yeah. assume. You yeah. an ass of but you and me. this is the problem with our politics now. I mean, a a, a white upper class person hears law and order like, "Yeah, a uh, a black person living where I grew up in the James Finch neighborhood goes" here we go, I'm going to start getting carted at convenience stores. And that was my experience growing up with my friends and everything like that. And those perspectives are all valid and that's why politicians have to cut out the dog whistles. Or just stop talking. You guys have to stop talking, period, (laughs)
1: because everything's going to hell. Let me pause this there and we'll tackle the uh, Carabana Festival and some of the comments uh, Justin Trudeau has said in the last couple days that may end up causing a pretty big foreign affairs diplomatic kind of nightmare. We will tackle that on round two of counterpoint brought to you by our friends over at pizzaville 4167 3636 or you can call go online i was gonna go online pizzaville.ca i had a brain fart it happens a lot at this age we will continue here after this on point on global news review
0: hey no name calling here just differing opinions going head to head with counterpoint Counterpoint. Counterpoint. here's Alex. Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: It is 8:34 here and we got our counterpointers in. This is Round 2 brought to you by our friends at Pizzaville 416-736-36 or head online to pizzaville.ca. We've got Leanna Kersner and Anthony Fury in with us tonight. And who wants to go to Calabana this weekend? Bring your blindfold cuz uh those revealing costumes uh you know the traditional <laughs> Saturday parade costumes. No, no, no. This year we could actually see some of the dancers go topless. And the idea is of the uh, brainchild of a, t- a Toronto celebrity photographer who says she wants to get the public conversation started about the way women view their bodies, especially women of color. I'll start with you on Anthony. This is Anthony because I know Leanne is very excited about this one. Um,
0: you start with the guy?
1: I'm <laughs> starting with the guy. <laughs> because I'm, I'm thinking that maybe the conversation they want to have won't be had.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I'm 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 totally okay with it. I'm totally uh, supporting. I bet
1: you are. I <laughs> bet <About laughs> all of you guys are. Well, sorry, that's <laughs> not the conversation they want us to have.
0: <laughs> well, but but that's the thing. I mean, the the different mixed messages I noticed in some of the reporting. They said, and there will be security guards provided to you know to follow the women around and so forth. So you go, okay? Does that mean you know they're expecting some some exceptionally lewd response and reaction? People who think they're they're sitting around the the perimeter around the table at the strip club and so forth. And and I think it's fine. I, I, I mean, people who say, oh, this should be a family-friendly event, and then you point out, well, there's beaches in Europe where people are showing more than that and so forth. So it's a good point. I appreciate that. Well, I don't generally
1: ever want to see those people. Like, I'm, those are the well, people then, on the beach. I'm like, Why? Like. no no for sure but
0: i get the kind of mixed response the thing that i find most interesting is for for decades since you know the 60s the feminist community the women's rights movement has always been divided i know the the women who are who are promoting this and and uh, and organizing the topless women they say this is about you know celebrating women's bodies and 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 so forth and then there's another half of the movement that says no this is just an opportunity i don't know if you're saying this about caravana but in general you know this is an opportunity to be uh uh, lecturists at women and so forth, like how there are feminists that are that are pro pornography, and then there are many feminists who are anti pornography, and I think we're going to see that split in all of this.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Liana, just because you can does not mean you should. I mean, this has been legal for like twenty five years.
2: Yeah, but that's what I love about this story because people have been doing this at Pride, a family friendly event, for years. You know and what? now the reaction is so different. Like, oh, people go take their kids to Pride. All of a sudden, it's people of color, and we I don't, don't know if I agree with that. Comparison. No, because I wouldn't
1: take my little one to Pride at so this you're being age. Consistent? No, no I'm yeah. consistent. I wouldn't take my little one to Pride uh, because he's too young to be around that. Yeah. In See, my view, however, when he's I old have, enough, how about her? You know, I have on.
2: issues yeah. with the the fetishization of non-straight sexuality at Pride. I think they go too far with that. But I love that Carabana is starting this said, conversation. Uh, we need an hour. But I, I'm very happy because this conversation had someone from the sun talking about the feminist the feminist porn wars, the feminist sex wars. Anthony, you've got a friend of Leanna. And just the very fact that, you know, uh, uh, a guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, the assumption is guys are going to want to see this. That's actually a major step in terms of women of color and the beauty myth. Yep. That's exactly the thing that it's normalizing mm-hmm. bodies of color. It's normalizing uh, non-white beauty, and that's super, super, super important. And I'm just thrilled because I can't. I'm too well endowed to dance without a bra, so I'm going to live vicariously right. through this these radio. women. <laughs> I don't have, have that problem, Leanna. Cariously. Yeah, no, I do. And so I'm going to be there in spirit. Jump up, ladies, braless. You know? Okay, <laughs> just... well, if, are you going to be topless or? Oh no, no I can't. can't. I can't. You you can't.
1: I'm can't. far too big. Can you Imagine having that problem, man. I can't take it off. They're just that giant. I can't sleep with a out oh, of boy. Bra. oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! This to... is a totally different show, Liana.
2: <laughs> so I'm uh, just living vicariously through these women. I'm thrilled. I like the conversation. It's stimulating. I can tell. Yeah, huh. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited. I got. Anthony's it. excited about boobs. I'm excited about boobs. Uh, You're uh, uncomfortable. Uh, no, I've. Like, we have made peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, woo! Uh, Prime Minister
1: Justin Trudeau uh, says he will speaking not of boobs, <laughs> Speaking a <of> boob. Uh, <laughs> Um, I will not offend the boob. Uh, Says he will not use divisive issues. And he said this with a straight face to score votes in the uh, election. Says he doesn't want to insult voters, cause division and well. He does not want to polarize people. And yet, Anthony, Leanna, I kind of looked into the tickle trunk quickly and I thought, Where have I heard all these wedge issues already?
0: Not Canadian. Drag along the Neanderthals. This government uh, will always be a staunch defender of women's rights and uh, a woman's right to choose. Conversion therapy is akin to torture. Personal attack, the politics of negativity and fear. This is about
1: Andrew Scheer choosing to appoint an anti-choice candidate. Yeah, he's not going to use divisive issues, but a lot of his ministers will... Anthony, I'll start with you on this one.
0: No, I mean, he's he's been doing this shtick since January, and it was just before lab Scam first broke. He said, oh, I'm going to be Mr. Nice Guy, unlike that awful Nazi cake. <laughs> he's so terrible. Everybody join in and, you know, throwing tomatoes at him. I'm going to take the high road, unlike Andrew Shear, and she was just sitting there, you know, doing the smiles and everything going, what me, you know, what's going on here? And then of course, Labscam came and Trudeau was really against the ropes and and the China file has really put him against the ropes as well. And and a lot of his strategists say, oh, he's going to be a fighter now. He's coming out as a brass knuckles fighter. So they like they don't even take all of this seriously. I mean, I I just roll my eyes whenever he says this. Alex.
1: Yeah, but it is divisive, Alana. And it does work. I mean, the liberals, they they are the creator of wedge issues. This is their thing.
2: Well, let's face it, you can't be in politics now without a wedge issue. But here's my theory. And by the way, on for this. listeners yeah. wondering
1: what a wedge issue is, it's like a social issue, abortion. It's when you can make your opponent be either a racist or yeah. an evil kitten, reptilian, kitten eater.
2: Yeah, I, I won't say my definition of web ish, web, web, uh, wedge issues. I already spent my collateral on boobs. But, but um, the thing about this is that this is, in part, this upcoming Canadian election is going to be about U.S. politics. Mm-hmm. And the person who seems least like Trump will win. Trump is very unpopular in Canada, so I think they just Good don't God. want... Elizabeth yeah,
1: May's going to win? It, well, I don't uh, know. Uh, she's had no. her
2: Trumpian moments, but... No, she's had many. They just don't want... Justin, because that's how we're going to talk about him, right? Justin, Mm -hmm. first name basis. Mm -hmm. They don't want him having those sound bites. They want him to be above the fray, similar to the way... Obama's campaigns were run down there so they don't want the sound bites you're right they're gonna have the 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 pundits and the you know the um the surrogates out there just ripping each other apart it won't come from him it may work with those you know low information voters who just want to vote for somebody who seems nice
1: and all their friends are uh, voting for them uh just quickly uh, I've really got very little time for this uh, Anthony but uh India not very happy they uh Got that excerpt of John Iveson, the book that he has coming out, which is uh, The Education of a Politician. And in the book, Gerald Butts uh, basically blamed India again for screwing us when it came to uh, embarrassing Justin Trudeau. So this is, in fact, being covered by the India meeting media, which, according to them, said Indian officials are not commenting on the matter because it's so politically charged. And the Canadian government has yet to respond to questions from you know anyone on this Uh, incendiary remark from Butts. India is watching. This is not bode well.
0: Uh, Not good at all. So there's the micro and the macro. The micro is that the arrogance of Gerald Butts to do this uh, about a sitting government, India, coming from a sitting government, the Trudeau government, because he can still be seen as a representative of the government even for that brief period where he was a private citizen. So it's just shocking arrogance. And and, uh, I I don't even want to say strategic error because he knew exactly what he was doing. I, I, I chalked up to arrogance. The macro in all of this is we're trying to do everything we can to appease China Uh, we don't hit back oh what can we do to get back in China's books to get a trade deal all according to their terms the size of China 1.3 billion people India 1.3 1.3 billion people. Shuvaloy Majumder has been a, a big promoter of the idea that Canada should champion getting India into the GA because they're very much a country like us in many respects in terms of their values and, and sort of their, their middle class values to, you know, uh, family society and all of that. I mean, we're kind of natural allies here. I don't understand why we're not getting closer to India and, and pushing away well, that's from, too late. Look, from the authoritarian regime in China.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's been 10 months. Uh, India has not even gotten a phone call, Leanna, and not just once, but twice. They have now been blamed for a diplomatic, uh, um, you know, gong show that, by the way, they didn't invite him to their country. He invited himself with his family for photo ops, and now they're being blamed for his idiocy.
2: Well, the irony of, of Gerald Butts' comment, I mean, the Trudeau government has got to find an ashtray for Gerald Butts. Like, just butt that out. Like, <laughs> done. Like, just no. Feel free to steal that from now on, by the way, because, like, no, butt out. Um, he said, boobs <laughs> out, oh, butt out. That's the theme of tonight's show. <laughs> I'm on. Thank you. I've been here all week. trying the veal. Um, but they- and boobs. <laughs> But, Butts is a folks, boob. In summer, folks oh were poor punchy, But, um, you know, <laughs> he said we walked into a buzzsaw with, mm. with Modi. And mm. yeah, Modi, speaking of wedge issues, what, he's not going to comment on a sensitive issue? That is not Modi's track record. The reason we got a butt out is because Butts walked into a buzz, buzzsaw again, yeah. with that comment. He's this is that why, giving. yeah, this is why he should be nowhere near. John Evison did his job. He's a good reporter. He's going to sell a lot of books based on this. Just butt out, liberals, butt out. On that note,
1: I thank you very much for
2: uh, amusing
1: us tonight on The Counterpoint. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is uh, Leanna Kersner, who... Uh, if you want to follow, what's your Twitter?
2: <laughs> Red at a K. She might
1: have pictures up on Saturday. And uh, Anthony Fury, I appreciate it very much joining me tonight. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.
0: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.